Hi, you've clicked Make It Known with Mal. I'm your host, Mal. I'm a 20-something-year-old girl who is working on walking in her purpose. The Make It Known with Mal podcast purpose is for myself and all of my listeners to learn and grow. This season is all about lessons I'm learning in my 20s. I'm going to be talking about things such as money management to the new uptake of this new age worldview, all the way to how do we develop our own political ideology. I'm having real and honest conversations with a variety of people. I believe everyone has a unique message, so just keep listening here as I make it known. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Make It Known with Mal. I'm your host, Mal. And today, um, I have a very special guest on. Her name is Kylie, and she's the co-owner of the boutique K-Cute. We're just going to talk about owning um, business stuff and she has just a bunch of really cute things, and we'll, we're going to have a good conversation. So, everyone, um, without further ado, here is Kylie. Kylie, can you tell us really quick who you are? Hey, y'all. I'm Kylie. I'm from El Paso, Texas. Um, originally from Clint, which is where my boutique is. It's about 20 miles east of El Paso. Small town, um, farming community, have an agricultural background. I'm 28. I went to Anan, and I'm a giant schnoodle mom. Not a sn- oh, the dog. Uh, what is that? Like yes. a schnauzer and a poodle? Yeah. Okay, yeah. She's, her name's Izzy, and she's half giant schnauzer, Aww. half schnoodle poodle. She's 70 Aww. pounds of crazy fun. She's a sweet girl. 70? 70? 70, yeah. She's quite large. And wow, she thinks she's a lap a- job. Like she literally Aww. thinks she's a lap dog. Oh, that's cute. I um that sounds like a really cute mix too. She is so fun. She really is. Great dog. Cool, cool. Okay, so let's just really get into it. Um, the first question I want to ask you is um, can you talk to us a little bit about like what was your what made you want to start um your boutique? And you run it with your mom, right? Yes, I do. So it actually started as a hobby for my mom whenever I went to college. I grew up showing pigs and sheep and 4-H and FFA across Texas and oh wow, a little bit across the nation too. Yeah, um, I love that. And that's a huge part of our life and our customer base is the livestock show industry. Oh. But basically, we would shop with other boutiques whenever we would go to like whatever little town we were driving through. Or at stock shows, there's always, at the trade show, there was always boutiques. And that's who we shopped with. There's honestly not very many boutiques in El Paso as it is, um, even now. So um, we would just, I mean, like I said, we'd shop there. And then that's where we always got our clothes. And people would ask us about our clothes all the time. Um, And then whenever I went to college, my mom is a retired former, not retired, but former stockbroker. And oh, so, wow. Yeah. So she just kind of needed something to do whenever I went to school. So she started the boutique as kind of a bedroom boutique, just as a hobby, just to buy clothes and sell them to our friends and neighbors. Um, and then whenever I graduated from Texas A&M, I moved home like a lot of people do. We don't always know what we want to do at 21 or 22. Mm -hmm. and we just ran with it 
and we just took the little bedroom boutique and ran with it and here we are eight years later we've been open eight years um almost exactly oh wow well that's really cool um okay so a few questions for the story so what was your what did you say your major was in college so it was actually agricultural communications and journalism and i got a minor in business it's essentially a marketing degree with okay. a focus in agriculture Okay, that's really interesting. And you really just switched um, career paths. Kind of. I mean, I definitely use the skills I learned at, like, within my major. And Mm -hmm. I apply not all, um, but some of them within the boutique. And, I mean, like I said, it really is essentially a marketing degree, which is what a lot of boutique owners have yeah. um, that I know of and I actually have several other boutique friends and their degrees are all pretty they're pretty much all either animal science or ad communications wow that's really cool yeah it's very interesting and I think that for everyone listening I think that also is just a little bit of um for lack of a better word, hope, because sometimes we go to school majoring in these things and then we get a job in a completely different career path and we're like, oh man, I wasted my degree. But really, it sounds like you didn't. And it sounds like all of your other boutique friends as well didn't. Um, so there are still skills that you can learn in your major that might not translate 100% to whatever career path you choose, but it's still applicable. Exactly. And so whenever... I was going to school. Um, whenever I was five, I decided I was going to Texas A&M, which is not where my family went. They all went to Texas Tech. Um, but oh, I okay. Can't tell you why I decided that. That was my parents don't even know where I got that, but that's what I decided. <laughs> and I was going to be a vet. Well, then after high school, um, I actually went to a community co- college in the Texas Panhandle to be on a livestock evaluation team. Um, which is a whole nother story and a lot to explain, but, um, so basically I made a C in chemistry at a community college and realized that vet school or pharmacy school or anything (laughs) medical was not going to be my calling. Yeah. Relatable. relatable. It's okay to pivot. I actually switched majors three times while in school. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a big change. And okay, yeah. Four years in a summer. So you can switch majors and graduate on time. Wow. Now that's, yeah. That's really good too. Y'all listening here, that that's really good too. Um, and then just a side note about Texas AM. I know a few people that went there and they're like, Texas AM is in their blood. They bleed it. Don't talk bad about it. It is their school. They absolutely are just huge fans. So that's really interesting. Your family did not go there. Yeah. Wow. I was the first A&M grad. And then I have a cousin um, who went there. And then one of my cousins, her husband, also went there. So there's a few of us Aggies now in the family. But <laughs> our our family's still pretty strong Red Raiders. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. So the next question. Um. So your mom you said she just started doing this kind of like as something on the side, almost like a hobby. And now does she start off doing um, like, I know some people start off their boutiques doing consignment clothes or does she go and do the whole catalog thing? And how did she, um, or how did it just come about? 
she actually started um I mean the right way is a very lucrative term and everybody has a different right way right but she like she like it's one of those things if you're gonna do it you might as well do it right even if you're doing it as a hobby Mm -hmm. so she got an LLC and got a tax permit Wow. From the get go, yeah. Um, Good for her. Yeah, my my dad's in banking and commercial real estate banking, and so like he knew all the ins and outs of all that kind of stuff. So she got an LLC, got a tax permit, and then I don't know, I don't remember exactly if she ended up going to market first or ordering first um, through one of the online wholesale companies, but it was one of those. And then I would go to market with her whenever I could, whenever I was in school too. So um, you guys, um, wait, sorry to interrupt really quick. So you guys go to those, um, like shows where they have different designers and things like that? Yes, we do. We go to, oh, that's so um, cool. they're all over the country. We've been to the one in Vegas, which is a blast. Um, we, and then we go to Dallas is kind of our home base one just because we're from Texas, even though we're 500 miles away from Dallas, we're still, it's still kind of, like, just our home base. El Paso is 500 miles from Dallas? I think so. Let me Google that to make sure, but I can tell you exactly. El oh, my Paso. goodness. I guess I just yeah. forget how big Texas is. It's actually, oh, that was a lie. It just, so I'm so, we're pretty much secluded out here. El Paso is, it's a major city in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I kind of forget how far we are from everything because my whole life has been a long car drive. Um, but it's actually 635 miles. So it's a little Six further than five. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, yeah. and when you said, oh, I actually lied. I was thinking, oh, she's going to say like 200 miles, but it's 600. That's crazy. I, like, I it forget how big crazy. Texas is. It's huge. Is so huge. I went to... Like, just a side note, I went to Clarendon College in the Texas Panhandle. It's, um, like, an hour away from Amarillo. And that was, like, 550 miles, I think, from home. And then Texas A&M, whenever I transferred there, it's 661 miles from my parents' house to my apartment in College Station. Um, so that's why I'm saying, like, 635 I don't know how long anything is. <laughs> we're, wow. we're in the car. Yeah. Thank wow. God. Yeah, for real. So I guess you guys, do you take, this is like totally off topic, but that's okay. Do you guys take airplanes in Texas from certain cities to other cities in Texas? Yeah, we'll, we fly a lot back and forth, like to Dallas. And like, my best friend lives close to Houston. And so she flies here or I'll fly there to go see her. Wow, that's so interesting. I feel like, so I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I feel like the furthest, I mean, I'm trying to think, like Raleigh, Wilmington, Wilmington's maybe like max like three hours, I guess. I just can't imagine like taking a plane from Charlotte to Wilmington or Charlotte to Raleigh because usually we just hop in the car. It's like right there, even though it's like three, two or three hours. Um, But wow. Anyway, that has nothing to do with <laughs> boutiques but that's really sorry. interesting we can, no 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 I'm in, it's okay I mean that that's really interesting um okay so 
you guys go to the shows and you guys sometimes get order from catalogs as well. How do you decide, like, what is the process of deciding the clothes that you pick to sell in your um, store? Um, so what my mom always says, so my mom's Brandy. So Mama Brandy is a lot of our boutique friends call her. So Brandy always says only buy something of a special. Um, and that's true. That's really what we try to do. And when we like straight, like strive away from that, um, it doesn't work as well for us. Um, but we're not necessarily like trendy in terms of following the mainstream, like when crop tops are thing, like that's not our customers at all. Um, we do really have like a middle America, Texas. We have a huge following or not huge, but quite a big following like in the Midwest. Um, so everybody's pretty much from, pretty much from an agricultural based community. Um, so we try to bring functional, like cute pieces that are easy to wear, um, but different too. Like we don't want to look like Target or Amazon or any of those things, of course, um but our style is pretty much like functional different pieces but with a southwestern twist and style yeah and i want to add to just to brag about you guys when you said unique pieces that doesn't look like everyone else you don't want to look like amazon and you know all those mainstream ones that is so true the sweater i ordered i absolutely love and i get so many compliments on that i saw and i'm pretty sure you were wearing it and i saw and i was like that is so unique that is so cute i need that like it there if when you um everybody because when you're done you're definitely going to follow them on instagram when you visit the instagram page and you look at their clothes it is unique things that you just aren't going to see at um forever 21 or um, what are the other ones? Uh, Rue 20, all those other places. And not saying that those aren't great places to shop, but you know, sometimes you don't want to look like everybody else. And honestly, like personally, I like the unique looks. I do occasionally shop at like Forever 21 and all those other places, but like I notice that, well, A, I get more compliments, and B, I don't know, I just feel I like the unique looking clothes. Like that sweater, I just, I love that sweater so much. <laughs> that I got from y'all whenever so like whenever you ordered I didn't click with me like who it was but because we've like followed each other for a little bit now through cute services yeah so um like it didn't click until you tagged us in it and I was like oh my gosh I should have realized so (laughs) thank you I appreciate that so much no problem like I really do like I I'm not just like I'm not getting paid or anything y'all like I really do like their boutique I think it's so cute um so okay so you guys say that you do a lot with um agri the agricultural like women that uh work in the agriculture like is that just because you guys did that yourself so you kind of know or was that just kind of how it happened like what made you have that be your target market um those are just our friends and customers um okay. my parents aren't farmers but both of my parents, my mom and my dad, um, they grew up in agriculture and have just instilled those values and friendships and communities like through uh, to us growing up. Um, and then like Forage and SFA, we were really involved in that. And it's just like anything. If you're a big part of a softball team or choir or knitting, whatever you're a part of, um, those are the friendships and the communities you grow. 
-hmm. And so that's just our community. Um, I don't know. I, I hope that explains it. It's just whoever you yeah. grow up around or it's just, those are it's part of who you are, part of who you are. Right. And yeah. that's just who we are. Yeah. Okay. Like we always, that's cool. we always try to like expand and grow and meet different communities of people and different women's styles and everything. But your bread and butter is your bread and butter, butter and our bread and butter are our friends and peers within the agricultural community. That's really cool. Um, okay, so the next question is, what's your favorite part about owning a boutique? Um, I It's definitely the community, just to piggyback off of that. Um, truly, like, some of my very best friends now started off as um, peers within the boutique industry, boutique world, um, or friends in, like, who I knew, somebody I knew that showed lambs or pigs or steers or whatever across the country, um, who have become customers and friends, and just the community is so important to us, and, like, we have a VIP group, and those girls, we just have so much fun, like, on our live videos, it just brings us so much joy to just get to know them, and I've actually um like traveled to go meet up with friends and customers um I actually went to Kansas City month and a half ago now um during quarantine just oh, that's because cool. I needed to get out and see some friends and I had one friend fly in from Amarillo to Kansas City and we had another friend who had a booth there um and she's from Wyoming and then another girl is from Colorado. And so it was literally like two girls who live eight hours apart in Texas, a girl from Colorado, two girls from Wyoming. And where am I missing? Uh, anyway, but anyway, like that community is just so fun. And those girls are all customers turned friends and they truly are my friends. And I just love and appreciate them so much. But that's that's like the big part of it. And I truly do love um, the boutique world. I mean, like in anything, there's going to be people who aren't your people and that's okay. But the ones who are like you hold them dear and they're like just good, sweet people. And um, two girls I talk to almost every day in a group message, one of them owns a boutique and another one owns a jewelry company and they're just who we share our wins, we share our losses, we share our venting times because everybody needs those too. And the community is just really important and I'm very thankful for it. That's really cool because honestly, I never thought of the community aspect of owning the boutique. And I think that anybody listening, if you are interested in owning one, I think that's something to think about. That's something to look into because it sounds like the community is what helps you move forward. Absolutely. If you're uh, surrounded by good people, like it definitely helps. Well, that's good to know. Okay. Um, what is the hardest part about owning a boutique? I think the hardest part, I mean, everybody has trials and tribulations this year of the coronavirus has been what it is and we've had mm -hmm. a big transition within our business um which is a good thing it's totally a blessing in disguise 
But I think the heart, the very hardest part is competing with big box stores like Target and Walmart and Amazon. Okay, yeah. With the Instagram bloggers um, Mm. who use swipe ups to Target and Walmart and Amazon. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, it's just trying to, how do I say this? Like, just remembering that your what what boutiques offer that Amazon and Target will never give you is the customer service and like loyalty because um, boutiques as a whole are very loyal to their customers. Um, we just obviously wouldn't have businesses without y'all, and so we're just very thankful for that. Um, and not saying big box stores don't, but they just will never have the one-on-one relationship that you will get shopping with any boutique and any small business. Um, but I think the bloggers with the swipe ups to Amazon are probably the, the current hardest competition in terms of owning a boutique. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Amazon and Walmart. I mean, we all need Amazon and Walmart for something, but. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the things with everything going on just in general, but like with Amazon growing so big, it is really hard for small businesses to compete. And we really do need small businesses. We really do need boutiques because to be honest, once again, I like Forever 21. I shopped there. I did the whole shine, Shein. I tried that. Um, Unfortunately, it's super cheap, um, but it can be because they do awful labor. But anyway, that's I'm not even going to get into that. But um, those places are nice and everything. But like really boutiques are, I just, boutiques are so much better. They have more unique styles, first of all. Um, like you said, the customer service is unmatched. I mean, it's just like small businesses are so important, especially I think for us women, small business um, clothing stores are so important because I mean, also too, it feels very um, community, like that's the whole community thing. Like as a customer, you know, we uh, talk some on Instagram and everything. Like I've never talked to Jeff Bezos. Like he's never <laughs> said anything to, like, I don't feel the love from Jeff Bezos, you know? So it's, um, I I can imagine like how difficult it is. And, and, you know, and everybody listening knows I have the jewelry store and it's not as like, not nearly as like official and super fancy as um your boutique but I mean the whole social media aspect of things because where I get my customers is nine times out of ten social media so the whole social media aspect of it is kind of difficult um like you said when there's so many competing voices and um influencers that's kind of how like people don't do really commercials anymore I was listening to a video about that they don't really do commercials anymore they get influencers they get um, people to recommend the stuff. So it's kind of difficult when they're getting paid big dollars from Jeff and, um, you know, you, you're a small business, so you might not be able to do $10,000 per, like, 100 likes. <laughs> you know, that's just not right. feasible. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, it's ever-evolving and ever-growing. And, like, with your jewelry company, like, that'll continue to grow. And just, um, like, one of my tips later on um was gonna be Rome's not built in a day and that's okay 
um, you got to stick with it because it's always very rewarding and very worth it. Yes, and that's something that I'm definitely um, working on is just sticking with it and sticking. Because, I mean, this year it's done pretty good compared to all the other years. But obviously there's going to be lags also, too. It's not my full-time job, so there's going to be times where I literally just cannot do both of the things that I'm doing at the same time. But anyway, we'll get to that section in tips. Um, Next question is, how is it working with your mom? Like people say not to do work with your family, um, but you're working with your mom. How is that? So my mom is truly my best friend. I mean, we've and it's always been that way. Yeah. Like I've actually had friends who are my age who have daughters now who have asked my mom, like, how have you, how have y'all always been close? And like, they've asked me that. I'm like, I don't know. Ask her. Um, <laughs> but she like growing up, of course she's my parent too. And she was, I mean, we have more moments now where she's still like my parent, not my best friend, but she truly is. And so we have a great time. Um, and we just have a little bit different styles with just fun too. And then definitely the different generations in terms of buying is great for us. Our okay, yeah. customers are mothers and daughters just like us, or like even grandmothers, mothers and daughters. Oh, that um, is so sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. And so we have quite a few grandmothers, mothers, daughters, families locally who have been our customers since the beginning, and we're so thankful for them. Um, but it definitely just, it gives like being able to buy together, we have our little bit different style plus the generation thing um, that helps a lot. Oh, I love really, that. It's that is really fun. Yeah, and I like the gen like your customer. It sounds like you guys have created a store, a branded boutique that is you. That's like for by you and for you. Yes, I. I mean, I've actually never thought of it just that way, but I think that's totally what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love that. We we sell stuff that we like, and if we don't like it, then we're probably not going to try to sell it to you. And I think that's really important. Um, like I've you know listened to tons of YouTube videos about business and try to listen to all these podcasts, and there's always the two schools of thoughts it's sell for your customer or sell stuff that you like and I really have wrestled but to be honest I think selling the stuff that you like is the best way to get customers like I don't think you should just google what do people like and then try to sell that I think you should like you you guys do find the styles that you like the things that you think are cute and then that your customers want to come to that because there are people if you like it that means there's definitely other people that like it too absolutely like back to like your people are your people and some people aren't your people and that's okay um our I mean our our like I said like we're not gonna sell something that we don't like like I'm not gonna wear I'm trying to think of something that's really ugly right now But anyway, like I don't like, want to um, anybody like yeah okay. That's what somebody I thought of something. Right, right, right. I thought of something. I was about to say it, but you made a very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Continue. everybody has to wear what they like, and 
you buy what you like. So that's all wonderful. Um, but <laughs> our boutique is very much so like a reflection of my mom and I, and it's like, and our customers and our friends, um, we're not LA, we're not New York, we're not Miami and that's okay. And yeah, those, those people aren't our customers. I honestly, I don't think we've ever shipped to LA, New York city or Miami, but oh, we've wow. shipped to everywhere in between. I mean, I yeah. shipped their jeans to Pennsylvania last week and we've sold to Northern, um, like upstate New York and the Panhandle of Florida. But like, you don't have to try to be the Kardashians if you're not the Kardashians. It's okay. I like that. I really like that. And I think that can lead us to tips. And you kind of said one earlier about, um, you know, it, it takes time. So what are some other tips? Uh, you want to reiterate that really quick and then just give a few more tips if you don't mind? Um. Did you, did you say the, what'd you say again? Sorry, I didn't, uh, I was reading. No, 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 it's okay. The tips, the tips. Oh, okay. Um, so the first one is don't try to be somebody you're not. Um, I think I've said that kind of throughout this podcast. Um, well, that's important. You, like, you, that's good yeah, to reiterate. You have to stay true to, like, who you are as a person. And um, imposter syndrome can be spotted from a mile away. And so as soon as you start trying to be like the boutique down the road, you're not going to look like yourself and you're not going to be yourself. And people are going to know that. Um, the things that um, that don't sell very well for us are the things that I've tried because it worked for somebody else. Um, if, if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. And it, especially if it's working for the girl who owns a business across the street. Like there's enough room for everybody and there's enough people to sell clothes to. Just don't try to be like everybody else or like your next door neighbor, especially. Um, blanket sales are not your friend. Like <laughs> don't, if you're trying to start a boutique and you want to run everything 35% off, um, look at your bottom dollar and realize that blanket sales are not your friend. And we learn that too. And so that's just like a big tip. Yeah. I'm learning um, that now as well. Yeah. Like we've done buy one, get one half off through Black Friday and small business Saturday and all this good stuff. And it really does make a huge difference. Um, and then Rome wasn't built in a day, and that's okay. It's your boutique or your jewelry business or whatever you're pursuing. Um, doesn't reach 10,000 followers for a swipe up feature on Instagram in a year five or even the eight like we've been open. Um, we're almost there. We're at, let me tell you, I've got, we're like 9,800. Oh, that's close. We're, we're so close. We've been flirting with 10,000 for over a year now, uh, or almost 10,000 for over a year now. And like, that's okay. Like, um, you're going to get there and your business will get there in the time that your business is supposed to get there. Like 
God has a plan and it's a great plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but his plan doesn't mean building a hundred thousand dollar or a hundred thousand follower company in five years for you. That's okay. Even, I mean, it's just everybody's story is different. Mm-hmm. And this old saying, like, com- um, comparison is the thief of, thief of joy. It a thousand percent is. Um, I've had to unfollow boutiques that I was comparing myself to all the time. I was spending way too much time focused on them and not focused on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been such a huge, like, stress, like, weight lifted off my shoulders just to not compare because it's okay if your story is different than somebody else's. I love that. That's really good. I think those are my like main business tips. And those are really good because I also feel like those can be applied to other aspects of life just in general. Absolutely. Those are really good tips. Okay. So last question before your make it known statement. Um, what are, are there any books or podcasts that you like to listen to for business inspiration um, or tips or anything like that? Um, so podcasts are actually my me time. Um, it's the time that I'm not thinking about business per se. <laughs> I get that. Uh, I get that. So I really don't have any, like there's one, I have two friends who own businesses um, and the agricultural world kind of They've both been on a podcast called called The Keeper Pen. Um, And so Hmm. you can go listen to Melissa Gandhi and Founding Fathers with Kelly and Jessica on The Keeper Pen. They both had really great business tips um, that I actually took into like this podcast, like preparing for it um, just to make sure like I hit all the tips I wanted to um, but my, like, I listen to that and I've listened to those two, like, my friends on that podcast. But aside from that, I'm like a Candace Owens, Allie Stuckey, and Dave Rubin junkie. Like, if love, they've got a love, podcast, love. I've listened to them. And so my podcasts are all political. Um, <laughs> That's but in okay. terms of, like, business um, guidance, we also... My mom and I sell Synagens, We've been, a, which is a multi-level marketing company. We've sold it for four and a half years now. Um, mm-hmm. And Synagens does a great job with personal development and business development. And so in terms of business development kind of podcast and, and, and speakers and stuff, I usually just go to one of our Synagens groups and turn it on and listen to somebody talk about their business and learn from them. Okay, cool. And I think um, something to take away from that is we all have resources around us. Like, There's a lot of things that are around us that we can do ourselves. We don't have to go out and, you know, try to fight, like spend like nothing against Tony Robbins. I don't know too much about him, but, you know, his classes are like $10,000. You don't have to do that. You have things around you you can listen to, too. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I've listened, I've read the Rachel Hollis books and those are what they are. Um, yeah. But you don't have to. I have like, opinions on those, but yeah. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to talk about them, but I've got them. <laughs> maybe, maybe not this episode. We'll, we'll do it on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for you to break one of those down on a different episode. 
<laughs> but yeah. Um, okay. So thank you so much. Um, lastly, I want to do your, oh, actually first, can you tell us all of the social media that you want us to follow and the website? Oh, sure. So our boutique is KQSL Boutique. Um, can I explain our name real quick? Okay? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're from Clint, Texas, which is right outside of El Paso. My parents' house where our boutique and warehouse is, is like as a crow flies, it's two miles from Mexico. So K-Q-U-E in Spanish is how or that they can be inter like used interchangeably. So KQ is how cute. That's what my granny used to say when my mom was growing up to her and her sisters is like, oh, KQ, you look so cute. Um, and that's definitely a Spanglish term used here. So that's KQ. It comes from my granny. But Aww. so you can find us KQ style on Instagram, QUE, Cute Style Boutique. On Facebook, it's the same thing, KQ Style Boutique. Look for our VIP group. We have so much fun in there. Make sure to join that. And then the website is kqstyle.com. Not boot doesn't have boutique, so it's just kqstyle.com. Kqstyle.com. All right, perfect. Thank you so much. Um, everybody, make sure you uh follow their Instagram. They are teetering at ten thousand, and that'd be really cool if we could get them over to ten thousand. Um, does oh, that swipe gosh. up feature? So, so excited. That'd be so. That good. swipe up feature is. I mean, that is the golden. In my head, I like that's what I'm working toward too, which I know is going to take me a while. Um, but in my head, I'm like, if I could just get to ten thousand, I could just. And it's not even because I was talking to my brother about that, and my brother doesn't. Um, like you know, I have my podcast and jewelry store, all this other stuff, and I'm working on personal branding. And um, my brother just has his Instagram for funsies, and he's like, oh, your followers don't matter, it doesn't count. And I'm like, it's not about the follow. I need that swipe up feature. Like that's what I care about. No, it's true. That's why the feature changes things. Yes, yes. It really does. Once you get to that 10,000. But people, they don't have a business. Like, they don't get it. They're like, oh, don't be concerned. I'm like, I'm not, con I'm really not concerned about the followers. I just need that 10,000 for the swipe ups. Like, that's what I care about. Uh, same girl. I just need that swipe up feature. <laughs> okay. So, um, last thing I ask every guest this, um, if, the entire world was listening to you right now. What is one important thing you would like to tell them? Um, so this does, and it doesn't have to do with the boutique, but our generation really needs to fight against socialism. So mm, many yes. millennials are headstrong on wanting free stuff and wanting a free education and wanting socialized healthcare and all of those things um are just truly awful and I just know as a business owner our nation will be truly so affected if we're dividing up the wealth of amongst everybody through taxes and heavily taxing businesses and companies like what is there to work for if like why is anybody going to pursue the American dream of owning their own business and owning their own company if it's all going to be divided up anyway? Um, right. 
I'm just very passionate about like fighting socialism and very pro-capitalist and just know that people who are successful in business can more easily give to those who do need a hand up. I'm all about a hand up. I'm not a huge advocate against handouts, um, but there are definitely people in our country and across the world who need help. And I totally 100% support that and believe that's what God wants us to do is help those who can't help themselves. However, but there's a huge difference in those who can't help themselves and those who can help themselves, but they're just sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think our company, our, our company, our country just needs to continue to pursue capitalism and support those um, in all types of businesses from a jewelry store like you have to podcasting to boutique owning um agriculture there's just so many people who are trying so hard for our country to continue to be great and socialism is just not the way to do it that was good that was perfect (laughs) socialism is not the way to do it that's a good note to end on (laughs) thank you so much kylie for doing this i really appreciate it it was short notice and i just i really appreciate it you guys Thank you so much for listening and seriously check out her site. Let's support small businesses, especially during this Christmas time. This has been a crazy, crazy year. And I think it's super important if we support each other and also to like, let's support people who have good values and who are doing good and positive things. Um, So yeah. So everyone, thank you so much for listening and you will hear me again next Monday. Bye. Thank you for listening to Make It Known with Mal. I hope you enjoyed and learned something new. Make It Known with Mal is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. So if this was a beneficial episode for you, wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. If you take a picture listening, make sure you tag Make It Known with Mal on Instagram and I'll repost it. I'm currently accepting applications for sponsors. Also, if you're receiving value from this podcast, please consider becoming a Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Find out more on my website, www.makeitknownwithmal.com. You can also find merch and a list of all the freebies that are available. Thanks again for listening and have a good rest of your day. Also, ask yourself if the whole world was listening, what would you say? Don't forget to make it known.